Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curtison, joined with Reed Bacon. God, we have an amazing episode. We're talking about all the recruiting that's happened over this past week and the huge gets that Tennessee had. But before we get into any of that, y'all, please hit that subscribe button, that like button, that notification bell on YouTube. If you're just listening, please rate and review. Please share with friends and family. It helps so much. And follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Curbison for myself. Um, and just really appreciate all that support. Uh, but like I said, we're talking about Jalen Smith. We're talking about the sham god, big offensive lineman. We are talking about Cameron Selden. We are talking about the king, Jadavion Bradley, and everything that they're going to bring to the table. So an amazing episode. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. If you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet. And it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use a promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome. Free money. So why not use BELIEVE as your little code when you go there? Um, tell them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again. That's B L E A V promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome in everyone. What an exciting podcast we have today. Uh, it has been a huge week in recruiting, and that's all we're talking about today. But first, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Damn, damn, Kyler, I told you that Josh Hopkins is the best damn coach I ever seen. I tried to tell y'all since he was hired, I said that Danny White knew what the hell he was doing. That's I said, right. Coach, I said he coached a little offense. 
He coached little defense, and that boy can recruit, boy. <laughs> Yee-hoo! <laughs> Who the hell's Billy Napier or Hugh Freeze? We got Josh Heifel. <laughs> hey, for real, though, man, we got a lot to talk about. So I can't, I can't, I can't go in depth on this, but I kid you not. Yesterday, my dad and I were playing golf, and after I saw not only that we got Young King, what? The Young King, the Young King. Yeah, exactly. After I saw Young King, and I was like, man, what? Like that's so awesome. Like I shouldn't be excited, but I am. And then like the fact that then we back it up with Jalen Smith, I'm like, I mean, there was a point I was on 16 out of your Holston. And I just I, – I was halfway joking, halfway being serious to my dad. I was like, I'm just high on life right now. I said, <laughs> I said I'm playing playing golf with you. I, I played well. Like, my back wasn't hurting. Heifel's over there, you know, recruiting them. I don't know who's writing the checks, but I appreciate them. And uh, yeah. it, it right. was great. It was great. You're high, just high on being a ball, baby. High on being a ball, man. I love it. Yeah, I mean – this is a very big week of recruiting. Um, this uh, tampers down all of those three-star university sayings. And this is exactly what you said last week where, hey, let's round out this class with one more five-star, a couple more four-stars, and the rest can be three-stars. And we did it in a week. Like – Reed knows how to pick them. <laughs> I do my best. I do my best. I, I try. Yeah, you know, and the other thing is, too, is like, it's like we there's no reason to get super upset on certain ones, you know, yeah. because then we follow them back up with other ones that maybe they're, might, might, they're, they're not as highly touted, but they're still really good caliber players. Like I said, I didn't say which four-star I had to have. I said I just want a, a couple four-stars. And the thing that got me so excited is they were all positions that I wanted. You yeah. know, they were positions that I felt like the Tennessee balls really needed. Yes, exactly. Okay, so without further ado, let's jump into these fellas and start talking about them. Uh, I say we save Young King for last. So let's start with Cameron Selden, athlete. Uh, Cameron Selden – I, the first freaking play on his highlight, immediately all I thought was, this is a man playing with children. Like, he looks he looks like Derrick Henry out there comparatively to other people. He looks like Jalen Hurd when he played for us comparatively to the other people. Like, he is he just looks so much bigger than everyone else. At 6'1", 220, um, I was just immediately like a man amongst boys. And he is the guy that there's always a guy in every county throughout the entire United States where everybody goes, ah, shit, we got to play Briarsburg, and they got that one kid. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he is that guy where everybody's like, ah, shit, we got to play Cameron Selden this week. Um blazing speed he was the fastest guy on the field in every single play that I watched um and I I absolutely loved him like I 
trying to give a player comparison, I said Jalen Hurd because he is like bigger back, but he's an athlete. So he could play anywhere. He has plays of, I guess, technically in the Wildcat because, I mean, he didn't throw anything. He's got plays at wideout, a ton at running back, and honestly, some good defensive plays too. So I'm so excited to have him. And I want to know what you think position-wise he might play because I am very much leaning towards running back. Now, Heupel and his offense and everything like that, like he might want to put him out at wide receiver and just have a big guy because, like I said, he is still fast. He's not like, you know, too slow to play wide receiver is what I'm saying because there's always a little bit of a speed difference between wide receiver and running back. But he's definitely not – I mean, he's fast enough to play wide receiver for sure. So – the first highlight that I see of him was it was not the football highlight. It was the one on Twitter that was going around of him running the 100-meter dash. And I actually enjoyed that because you got to see how big he was, mm-hmm. like you said, compared comparing to everyone else. And so, like, he's in his track outfit. The, the camera's a little bit closer. And it's just like this is not a t- typical track athlete or this yeah. isn't a typical – 5'11", 165, 175, 180 at the most. Like, this this guy looks like a legit problem. Like, you know, besides just the speed, you know, scat back, whatever. So that was my favorite thing I saw, and I'm like, okay, okay. Right, you just, saw, if you saw him coming, you wouldn't want to tackle him, Reed. Okay, stop. <laughs> I'm, fine with, I'm fine with tackling whoever's there, okay? So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's, let's see it. Let's see it, 27. The sad thing is, Kyler, if he would let me, I'd be like, let's do it. Like, let me try to tackle you. Just see what's up. <laughs> It'd be fun. I have, I have, I have, I have, I have nothing to worry about getting hurt for. Like, I'm if you lose, it's like, yeah, you were supposed to lose. But if you win, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm 31 years old. I got back problems. You know, I'm not fast. Like, you know, so it's like, you know, it'd be great if you put on the shoulder pads and did like we were like in Pee Wee football and just put on your T-shirt over it. Instead of a jersey, just have like a balls T-shirt on over the shoulder pads. <laughs> I used to remember that. Like that was that was all you did at Pee Wee. Like you asked your dad for a T-shirt to put it over the shoulder pads. Yeah, or or you would just get the football jersey with like the no number. It's like what kind of swag is this? You know me. <laughs> like you know when I started playing ball, like fifth fifth grade, I was already like, all right, I gotta I gotta figure out what number I'm gonna be. Like, I got to do the socks over the shoes for the spat. Like, it was, oh. yeah. you, you don't get that as offensive lineman. I'm still, I still got an X on my helmet. I can't touch the ball. Like, you're just seeing this, this big fat bugaloo out there. Just going, doo-doo, 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 on the field. Can we get chicken nuggets after the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can we go by Sonic? I want a blast. Gosh, Sonic blasts are incredible, by the way. Incredible right. in this 100 degree heat right now. All right, so a couple, couple things. You know how I like to go through these. Um, I, I like his offer list. I mean, I still think that Tennessee should get him. Virginia's, yeah. a, really, Virginia's a good state for, for Tennessee, Virginia and the Carolinas. Because, like, yeah, South Carolina's like, okay, they're SEC. Beamer's done some decent things. Like, you can keep some of those guys at home that are around Columbia. But then, like, North Carolina, like, okay, you can go to North Carolina and, and – uh, but it's ACC ball. And then Virginia, it's like, 
Virginia Tech and Virginia, and like, no offense to anyone, but like, I don't think they're anywhere close to being uh, to be in Tennessee because of we have the SEC, we have the pedigree, we have the support, we have the fan base, we have the money. We got we, we're just a better football program than, than they are. Not to say that they're not bad, but like Virginia is one of those places that like in the '90s we would just go over and take the best players or go to the Carolinas take the best players. So he's number two in Virginia, um, and he's 24th nationally. Like that that's that's pretty wild, and so. You know, I like to see that. I like his offer list. I mean, um, you know, good offer list to, to beat out some of these schools. And, you know, he did have a North Carolina, so that one's pretty close. He had a Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, you know, Michigan, Maryland, Penn State. So, like, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy that we're not seeing this guy, Yeah. you know, all, all over all – over, um, ESPN one night when it's a seven o'clock game and it's a wide out uh, at Penn State uh, and it's against Ohio State and they're talking about this kid. And he you know, scores three a, touchdowns. And it's yeah, like, being a jack right. of all trade type deal. So awesome to get him. Um, yeah, like I said, I saw the track highlights and I'm like, this this is this is issues. Like, and I get why I get why he came here to play in an offense because one thing that I feel like this coaching staff is going to do, which we haven't even talked about yet. Jonathan Eccles, uh, 2024, or did we, mm-hmm. did we talk about him? No, we, haven't broken him we down didn't. He was the first one of that 2024 class. So, I mean, we're in 2023 right now. Like right. we're trying yeah. to take care of this. Right. We haven't got, he can be, but I, I, it'll be great content after next season. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about him soon, but I did go ahead and watch his highlights. And I read a little bit about him when he, when he, when he committed and he said, Everyone was recruiting him at outside linebacker defense, but our coaching staff said, if you want to play offense, that's fine. So it's like, that's a no brainer for, for us. Like you want to come play tight end. You want some wildcat. You want to play whatever, like, come on, like, well, we'll you're going to be a feature here. Like, you know, so I like that with, with Cameron, it's like, you want to try your, you want to try it at slot. You want to try it outside receiver. You want to try it running back. You want to play outside linebacker. Like we, we don't care. Like you can play whatever you want. Um, so, and I don't know, I didn't read up or listen to anything, but I mean, for his position, you know, when you're 6'1", 220 and you get speed, like, pick your poison, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he's not one of these guys, let me, let me make this clear too, he's not one of these guys that I feel like is kind of average at everything, so he could play multiple positions, but he's not going yeah. really to excel at one. I legitimately yeah, yeah, yeah. think that he's going to be a very good player in whatever position that he that he, he is as long as he intelligently can pick up the game and pick up the offense he's going to be fine wherever he plays because he's got good size he's got good balance speed kills i mean i i'm doing this thing now where i actually did watch all the highlights beforehand i'm going to have him replaying so i can kind of live talk yeah. um but yeah he's just a good he's a really good football player like you said these defensive Highlights, man, getting off blocks, shedding blocks, being physical. And then when he touches the ball on offense, it's just game over. <laughs> no one's touching him, bro. Well, they are touching him, but he's breaking those tackles. That's why, like, through his highlights, like, I just imagine him as a running back. I mean, he's big, technically, for a wide receiver. 6'1", 220, like, that's big. Yeah, yeah. I just don't, don't see him in a receiver. But love him. So glad we picked him up. Um, 
Let's move. Before, hold on, real quick. Before we move on, I do just think I have to point out he was the first one that we got to kind of this week or these past couple weeks to kind of start this momentum back. We lost Francis, and it was yeah. like, hey, you know what? Let's let's get this momentum going and to get him and kind of start that off um, at a position not necessarily of a need, but to get a blue chip dog like this, like. Maybe this will be the 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 OW, the offensive weapon that I've been asking for that the Ohio States, the Bamas, LSU's mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, you know, we you know, type deal. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, just takes one. And boy, are every other like every other recruit in this class is like hyped for every single one of these guys, which is awesome to see. Um, all right, let's stay on the offensive side of the ball. Let's go to the big dog, the sham god. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name, but uh, I just you know you know me. I saw him. I said Shamrock Corn, and I don't care. <laughs> so Shamarod Umarov, Umarov, Umarov. I guess. Yeah, that's um, I mean. close enough. Six six three thirty seven. Let me tell you something, Reed. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it, but the technique of him is what excites me the most. Okay, okay. I'm I'm excited to hear this because I might have a small, small little poo poo about something <laughs> that I was a little bit bummed about. But anyways, continue. Okay. So with with offensive linemen, I've said this before. It's like the things that I need you to have, like I can teach you technique later, but like nastiness, uh, effort, um, you know, athleticism, be able to stay on your feet, balance, that kind of stuff. He has all that. I think there are times where he is too high, which being six, six can sometimes happen, but dude, there was little things throughout his film that only like offensive linemen or offensive line coaches would pick up on that he's doing correctly. His ability to work in double teams with a guy next to him. There's linemen that will fall on their face anytime they try and do a double team, and he's able to work with the guy next to him. What were you about to say? I don't want to cut you off. Just finish. Just finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, like, working with double teams is great. His – Weight distribution in his feet is great. For those watching at home, if my hand is your foot and my forearm is your leg, you want your weight on your instep of your foot. You don't want it on the outside. If your weight is ever on the outside of your foot, it will roll and you will fall. So you have to put your weight on the inside arch of your foot. He does that. He does that in pass pro. He does it in run blocking. And that's exactly what you do as an offensive lineman. His eyes are really well, too. The way he is able to pick up stuff with his eyes, his pass pro was great. Like, of certain offensive linemen I've watched, he showed me more stuff in his film of his pass pro. His ability to punch off a guy, shed him over to his guard, and then back up and receive the looper – it's like, great, just like having good eyes and adjusting when that happens to you. There's times where, like, he's using his body exactly the way he should. He's not trying to torque a defensive player. 
and like muscle him back away from the ball, he literally just dips his shoulder and runs. So he cuts him off from getting to the ball carrier, which guys don't do. They try and do that muscle thing. And then a good linebacker or good defensive lineman will get off that easily. They'll, they'll dip underneath your arm and rip and either you get a holding call or they get past you. And he's just able to dip that shoulder and rip him himself and cut those guys off. I mean, hit quick feet on pass pro. There wasn't long steps either. It was all choppy, quick feet. I love it. Like, I love the fact that he has that technique already as a high school guy. And it's, it's, I know that's what, you know, coach Ellerby saw was like, Oh, I don't have to do much. There's just a little bit of tweaks here and there and we can make him dangerous. So, so I'm very excited. Okay. That that's probably one of the, that, that might be the best offensive line breakdown you've given, I guess, yes, maybe. I would say so, because usually when I see the offensive linemen, it's, there's not technique involved. Like, it's very much just like you're bigger than everybody else on the field, so you throw them around. And it's a lot of single blocks, when it's a lot of holding, a lot of holding in offensive line film. This wasn't like that. He put double team blocks on. He put uh, game like literally defensive line running games. He put like him switching games off on his film, um, working up the next level. Like I was very much like, oh, okay. Like he's actually showing me stuff here. So yeah, so I would say this is, I mean, honestly, this is the best offensive line prospect that you, uh, how you've talked about them since Addison Nichols. And I don't mm-hmm. maybe I, did you have any negatives really to, towards Addison? I can't really remember. Um, no, not really. Um, okay. I mean, I can't remember exactly. Who knows? I might have said that sometimes he gets over his toes, but I, I don't remember much. And I mean, I didn't have anything negative to say about Francis either. I'm not saying that like this guy's head and heels above Francis, but in Francis's film. He's just bodying dudes. Like, it doesn't matter what technique he has. He's just messing people up. So, there's an advantage there. Like, when you're Trey Smith, you don't need much technique. You can just blow people up. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, before I jump in, like you said, I mean, 6'6", 340, you see him on his pictures and Twitter and stuff. Like, he already looks like he could step in and play physically size-wise. And, so, and I want to say he doesn't look to 340. No, he looks great. He looks, he looks great. like he looks like he's 290. Yes. Yeah. No, he, he looks he looks great. Like so there's so many things about this. It's it, just give me a minute. You know how my brain works. But first <laughs> off, first off, he looks the part, which is great. He looks like, hey, we don't need to shed some weight off of him. Hey, we don't yeah. need to put any weight on him. Like we know how hard it is to come in and play right away. But, like, to have an Addison Nichols last year and to have a sham, sham, sham boy, uh, shammy crack corn and I don't care coming in and then having those guys kind of a year apart, um, you know, to, to hopefully build a good offensive line for the future for Nico mm-hmm. and whoever else is, is playing. Um, so I, I love that. Uh, the offer list, you know, it's great. Like, he's a Georgia kid. He has a Georgia offer. 
uh, how hard did they yeah. recruit him? I don't know, but they had him on a visit and he had pictures with them. And so to beat out Georgia, to be at LSU, I know he took a visit to Michigan State. You got Auburn on there. I mean, you got all the big dogs on here. And, and you know, Florida, Florida State. I mean, the kid pretty much could, could basically go wherever he wants. Um, so I, I love that. I also like the fact that, you know, he, it's just it's a good win for Tennessee on the recruiting battle to get a Georgia kid like that. Now, to Especially after losing him, out on Francis, too. It's good to get off to Lyman. Agreed. And so that was going to be my final point on him is, like, we needed another blue-chip offensive lineman. Now, would I have liked to have Francis and him? Well, yeah, but only that's because I just love offensive linemen. Give, them, give me as many as I can take. And our, instead of being top five nationally, we'd probably be number three or two. But the one thing that I was so excited to talk to you about was this, because I started watching this film. And usually the first things that you see on a high school offensive lineman film is like, like you said, people just get average and they stab and then throw him down. Or it's a run play and they drive him, you know, Michael or blindside style to the, to the whatever. And, and listen, we, we, we love dog. We love some dog. We love some nasty. But I thought about like, we got some dogs and some nasty, but sometimes too much of that can go against you. If you are too aggressive, sometimes it can go against you because you got a Javante Spragans and you got a Cade Mays or whatever, and they want to blow off the ball and pound you so hard that in a pass play, if they step forward, rip, see ya, and it's yeah. in there in, in, in someone's in Hendon's lap. So you, it's, it's almost like you have to know when to be physical. You, ha- you know when you have to kind of play smart. Mm-hmm. And – I loved, I loved everything you said. Like, I loved his balance. Like, I loved how he moved. I loved his eyes. I loved – he just looked – he honestly just looks like an all-pro. Like, like I'm saying compared to his his competition level, it's like watching an all-pro in the NFL. Like, yeah. he does everything right. He does everything well. You know you can count on him, all that stuff. The only thing, and this is what I interrupted you about, is I was like, why is he showing double teams? Like, the competition of these Stevens alignment – some of them look like my size, like 220 pounds. And I'm like, why are they doubling? Now I get it. I get they're doubling because of whatever the play scheme is. And he does a good job from doubling and then getting up top, or he'll be the second guy to double and he'll clean someone out. So it's not his fault, but it, it was just weird to see a four-star blue chip. And I'm like, he's doubling a lot of these guys on his first one. But it's great to hear you say, yeah. I'd love to see that, compared to me wanting to see him fire off and absolutely just decapitate someone which, like I said, I, I know I sound like a contradiction. I want to see that blow off dog and kill someone in the run game, and I, but I love his patience in the pass game. So don't, yeah. I don't want to get those confused. But anyways, I'm happy to hear you say that, that it's like I want to see a double-team combo. Yeah, because, they're, they're, I mean, you're double-teaming a lot more than you think you would as an offensive lineman. Tackles don't as much. They're, sometimes you are on your own, but – if you're backside of a zone play, you have to double team most likely with the guard. Like if you're front side of a of a gap scheme, you got to double team with the guard. So like that is an important part of it is like how you integrate yourself into a double team. Like that was a big coaching point when I played because guys struggled on like I, backside I double teams trying to cut off a three technique or front side double teams trying to like push that guy down and work up to linebacker. Like it was an issue. Like you have to do that correctly because if you have any kind of bad technique, you turn the wrong way. You're just, 
you're messing you're messing up two blocks in an essence. Yeah. You're messing up your guard's block on the defensive lineman and your block on the linebacker. So it's good to like know that, hey, I can work well in a double team with someone and get a dump, but also I can work well with them and then get off to the linebacker. So I enjoyed the fact that he did put that on there. I think offensive linemen would enjoy that as well. I think maybe someone helped this guy out. Like he's he's got an O-line coach or he's got somebody maybe in his family that played before that was like, here's some plays you should put on there. His his pass pro is some of the best pass pro I've seen. Like, it's it's a it's a joke, man. Like he, I, I, I kid you, I kid you not. I was talking about looking like an all pro. I mean, I I I swear, I feel like I'm just watching like Joe Thomas film from back in the day. Yeah, like he just Joe he Staley. just looks like he he just looks like he's just a a mechanic, man. Just he's just uh, you know he's just doing his do. Like he just it's bop bop simple. You're not getting there. You know, yeah. it just looks it, it just looks very easy for him. Yeah, my my comparison, RIP, was Aaron Douglas. Like that's the kind of comparison I saw. Like Aaron was so athletic and big, he was huge. He was six six, just like this guy, and so athletic and smooth and could move like that. Like that that was what I thought of when I saw him. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the kind of player that he is. Right. But uh, love Sham God. Love. Coming to Tennessee. Huge, um, huge get. Huge get. Huge get. Huge get, especially after losing out Francis. But let's move to the defensive side of the ball. We have a linebacker, blue chip linebacker, Jalen Smith coming in. Uh, six foot, 213. First thing I noticed on his film is this man is fast. He yeah. is fast. And that it's not, it's not, it's closing uh, speed. Bro. It's not, it's not sprinter speed. It's not hundred meter speed. It's, it's not football speed. It's football speed. It is. He is not. He can't go the fastest of everyone, but he can get from zero to a hundred quicker than anybody else on the field. That's what he looks like when he shoots his gun. It's 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 over. He blows by offensive linemen. They don't even see him, and. I don't think I saw a false step out of him, out of his linebacker position, which is awesome to see. Like, he's not stepping backwards to go forwards. There's no wasted steps. And he'll – his angles are great, too. When he's – when anything that gets outside of the tackle box, his angles are so great. And, and he will run sideways straight towards the sideline and then just stick his foot and make a turn and beeline right towards the runner. So impressive. I thought his eyes were great, which coincides with that. It's like you got to have good eyes to pick your point to actually go towards a runner. Um, open space tackling was awesome, too. He had a play just like like literally wide open space with someone and was able to break down, stop him. It was a quarterback, like a mobile quarterback. He spun the other way. He broke down, went back, cut him off, and made a tackle. Um, and, dude – no one could stop. He has like a couple plays on there where he's a quarterback spy. It's like oh. game over. It's game over. It, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> like there's there's literally nothing the the offense can do. They they have no idea what to do with with him. Um, what I did want to see, which I'm sure coaches have seen in camp, um, they've probably seen him in you know seven on seven stuff. 
but there's no coverage plays on his highlight tape. There's there's nothing where he's legit following a running back out of the backfield, covering a tight end, that kind of stuff. So I do want to see that. I still love him and the athleticism that he has and the speed that he has and his tackling ability. He's a great tackler, but I do want to see that part of his game. Um, and I'll be excited if, you know, this upcoming season he has, he puts out some more highlights. We get to see some coverage skills out of him, or, you know, maybe he goes to these camps this summer, all the, all the, all American, the openings, the seven on seven, whatever those things are. And we get to actually see it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I love his athleticism. So I'm so happy. Uh, I was so happy to, to see them land him. And, and the, the first thing I see, you know, I don't watch the film beforehand unless we, you know, if I wait to see if we're going to get somebody or not. Yeah. But the first thing I see kind of like I saw um, Cameron run uh, I saw on Twitter him running the 100-meter um, dash. The other thing that I see on Twitter um, about Jalen is the tackles, that he's – like the state tackle record was 112 held by some five-star that was down in Georgia a couple years back, and Jalen comes out and beats it, but he doesn't just beat it. He had like 170-something tackles, like an absolute tackle machine. So I'm like that, – that right there, I was like, all right, like I'm excited to I'm excited to watch his film. Like I'm excited to, to see this. And just like um, I'm, I'm gonna look his name up because I already dude. I, I would say fifty percent of his tackles are for loss. Yeah, yeah, and they're, they're <laughs> tackles for loss. They're solo. He's not going. You know, I remember I remember back in high school, it was hilarious getting the prep extra like on a Saturday and looking at the tackle leaders and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was some kid from like. Uh, like some random like kind of out like in the boonies some school and it was like every week it was like 17 20 25 and then and then you would see like solos and assists and it was like solos would be like seven or eight and then the assistant would be like 15 it's like all right first off is your dad or your uncle up in the press box, like just giving you all these, like what's yeah. the deal? Or, like give me. A are you break. just are you just legit just jumping on a pile every play? Right, right, exactly. Like yeah. let me let me see let me see some real real stuff here. And um, but it's the same thing with. So I was looking up Jeremiah. So it's the same thing with Jeremiah. When they see it, they go, you know. But like you said, I thought it was perfect what you said with Jalen that there's there's no wasted steps. He sees it and he goes. Like, and I've seen, I maybe have seen other linebackers that are just faster individuals. Yeah. But he, he has to be at the top of the list, one or two or one A, one B of that. His closing speed is a joke. It's and crazy. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, um, it honestly made me think about when you play Madden. And if you ever play Madden or NCAA and like a guy's running to the edge and you press X and they do like the, the double like clutch, like glitch, Superman glitch. And it's like the Superman tackle. Cause they like dive out there and like trip somebody up. Yeah. It's, so it's like, that's what I felt like he had, like he had a glitch that like he saw it and he just closed so fast. And it was like, what the f- just happened? Like, <laughs> I, it's like, he just teleported there. So that, I mean, 
it was it was fun to watch that. Like you said, the QB spies were insane. He literally just stood up. He sat there. <laughs> he wasn't of, even – there was one he was standing straight up, dude. He, he just stood straight up, kind of on his toes a little bit, and then right when he saw it, I mean, those guys had zero chance. Zero. Like, none. Zero. Like, there was, there was nothing that they were going to do to get rid of him. He brings the pop. He uses his hands pretty well against blocks. Uh, he shed sheds blocks pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, just every, like, I just thought it was a really fun film to watch. I got it going here again. You know, like you said, in space, he makes good tackles in space. Like, he just, it's like when he gets not only to break a tackle, but, like, when he even gets you in this orbit, when he gets you, like, in this three to four or five yards, and I'm actually going to say some of the same stuff about our last, our last prospect, Young King, when we talk about him here, they kind of had that same vibe that when you got in their atmosphere, their halo, you're done because of their speed, their length, their athleticism. I mean, my favorite one right there is him running the line of scrimmage and that quarterback's running in the back of the end zone trying to, like, get out. And and there's just there's just, there's just just no chance when he decides. There's no chance. This is a safety, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, actually, I think that – honestly, this might be uh, Sham God's team. They might have played each other. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Um. Yeah, because he played at Denmark High School, same jerseys. Actually, Sham just got beat on the backside there. That's okay though. We won't. <laughs> we won't worry about that. Oh, uh, but uh, but anyway, yeah, let's yeah, just Jalen's over there cooking up Sham. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was not. It was not Jalen. It was. Yeah. And listen, it was Sham. Sham was the backside tackle on a rollout play to the absolute right. So this guy just went way, way around him. It, listen, yeah. it, there was no, there was nothing that was his fault, but. Yeah, I love this film, man. This is this feels awesome to get him. Um, you know, you beat out. I mean, he had forty something offers. Um, you know, he had a Texas offer was another big one up there. Uh, USC, uh, Oregon, Miami, LSU. You know, lots of offers. Uh, I, I would have loved to have seen a Bama offer or Georgia offer, but but that's okay because I see his production and I see him playing ball, and I'm really excited to get him. Yeah, at the University of Tennessee. Yeah, I love it. I, I, like his athleticism is just out of this world, like you said. And I, yeah, but he's not. But he, but but the Kyler. Let me say this too. Massive compliment to him. He's not an athlete playing linebacker. Like he's a linebacker who's an athlete. Like yes. he has, he has those natural, he's not just a guy who is a freak athlete. So it's like, oh, well, he's big and fast and strong. So he should be a pretty good linebacker. No, like he sees it. He reads it. Like he, he takes good angles. He, he makes good tackles. He brings the wood when he comes. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, a, he's just a very, very good football player. Yeah. And he's a great size too. Six foot, two thirteen. It's like, bro, six foot, two twenty five. Like that's a yeah. good linebacker right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but uh, without uh, any ado, saving the best for last, we got the young king, the big dog, the big five-star, Chadavion Bradley, baby. Defensive end, 6'4", 220. I well, well, where are you seeing 6'4"? Where did you get that list? I thought he was 6'6". I saw like six four to six five, so I always go a little bit lower because I was six five in high school and I've never gotten past six four. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, uh, I'm right on the dot six oh four oh. 
never, never been six, five in my life, but I was for three years at Knoxville Catholic. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm put six, four. Hey, if he's six, six, fantastic. More frame to put weight on. Cause he's only two twenty. but the length made me think Daryl Taylor, but Daryl had nowhere close to the no. speed. Nowhere well, no, but, but, close. DT wasn't DT wasn't six four. He was like six two. He was he was maybe six three. I think he was about the same height as me. But his arms, his and arms, like, yeah. his limbs were very very long, like Bradley's are. That's why I was saying it. In the way that I said Cameron was the fastest guy in the field, Jadavion's the fastest guy on the field when he's playing at defensive end. He is faster than everyone out there. The chase down tackle he had from the backside was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Yeah, my favorite play. Literally my favorite play. Quarterback realizes it's man coverage. All wide receivers are going the other way, so he just takes off, comes down the sideline. He's backside defensive end and takes an angle and literally just hawks this man down. So impressive. Um. So long, this man, he'll bat any ball. Like, he loves batting some balls down. He loves jumping up and blocking those balls. Like, the his ability in coverage, there was a one where they had two out routes. One was a little bit deeper than the other, and he was covering both of them, which I thought was impressive, too. Like, he was far enough back to where when the quarterback threw it, he tipped the ball up. He was close enough to, if he dumped it to the running back, he could make a tackle. So that's just impressive in and of himself. And as much as to the best word I could describe his like defensive end technique and like how he moves is slippery. Like that man works off the speed and then just tries to like skinny through places, slip through places. And it works for him. It really like his get off. Most tackles can't even touch him by the time he gets around him and gets to the quarterback. Um, And like you said earlier, when you're in his radius, you're going to get tackled. Like, it might not be a big hit, but as soon as he gets a hand on you, he's not letting go. He's just going to sling you around and throw you. And I think this guy has a, probably a pretty big radius with those long-ass arms he's got. Man, huge, huge to get him. Uh, another shout-out to Twitter. I think I'm shouting out Twitter a bunch because I was on the golf course when these were going. some of these were going down. And to see that we have him and Caleb Herring. And so we got two of the top 10 edge rushers, which all I care about, man, I'll say it every podcast. We got our quarterback at Nico. You got to, you got to get guys to protect him and you got to get guys to get after the other quarterback. And dude, just imagine third and 11 in Neyland versus Florida. And you got Caleb and Jadavion on either side. It's like, Hell yeah, baby! This that, that that feels like the Kurt Derek Barnett days when they go were ahead and, on the side. Go ahead and throw go ahead and throw our man Jalen in there at QB spy and think someone's getting rid of him. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Good luck. No, no offense to to Jeremy Banks or to Aaron Beasley or um, Solomon Page or Jawan Mitchell, and he it's not fair to really throw Jawan Mitchell in there because he didn't play, but some of those games where they just got exposed in the open field against like Matt, Matt Corral or some of these other guys, like, bro, I'll, I'll, 
I don't see that happening with these three guys, man. I think they're no. just they're too, they're too fast. They're too good at athletes. They're they're too good on their feet. Their balance is good. They're overextended. But I mean, like we said a long time ago, and, and it's not even it's not even select programs now. It's basically all of college football except for the Big Ten for a few Big Ten schools. But like you're going to win games 42 to 45, and like you said. Nalen's going to be rocking, and we got to get a stop on fourth down. And, you know, so I don't care if you gave up 450 yards. I just I just need I just need Young King. I just need Caleb. I just need somebody to get back there and get a strip sack and, yeah. and end the game, you know. Yeah. It's I mean, kind of like it really it really is, you know, back in back in Peyton's heyday, you just got Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney, and all they got to do is get you one, you know, one, one stop, and, it, and then you can't catch up. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton will take care of the rest. And it's – I mean, it's like the same thing. Like, I remember us playing South Carolina in 2012 in South yeah. Carolina. And they couldn't really stop our offense. Like, we were doing very well. Uh, our defense wasn't doing that great. They were scoring. And we literally got in the red zone with a chance to score and put us up, like, I think three or four points. And – then Jadavion Clowney said, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to finish the game and just strip sack, just laid Tyler Bray out, made him fumble. They recovered the ball. Like it was just yeah. – he had, he had like two or three tackles he, like the whole rest of that game before that. So it wasn't like anything was, you know, jumping off the screen, da-da-da. He was just like, okay, time to make a play and did it. And that's what, you know, that's what I want out of today beyond. It's just like, all right, time to make a play. Just absolutely smoked Tiny Richardson off the edge. Like it was, it was, it was a clown show. Um, So to kind of break down some of the stuff that I've seen on film, like I said, you know, I gave it away already, but you get in his radius. It's, it's over. He's really good using his length. Um, I'll say this. I mean, for him and Jalen, um, I would be, and it's just not fair to say this because they're in high school. They really don't need to, but like I would, I'm going to be excited to see how their hands and and their how they actually use their hands and stuff. Because now they kind of just yeah. run by people, or they'll engage, like they'll actually hit somebody and engage. Compared to when they're coming off and they see big seventy seven there and they just extend and, and get around, mm-hmm. and they'll and they'll learn that they they just don't they don't need that right now. But I mean, it's one of my favorite plays I've I've seen like. The fact that this kid is a five-star and has everywhere in the country and that wants him and could go anywhere, and the fact that he has the want to to chase to chase it down, you know, on that – I'm watching it right now, the out route, and, and he leaves the corner in the dust. His safety – I mean, he's faster than their corner and their safety on his own team. And just to chase the guy down, and he has a couple of them on here. I think he had the other one that you are talking about with the quarterback. Like, I love that. Like – yeah. Like one day I'll uh, one day I'll, I'll coach high school ball um, and, and go back and do that. You know, it's something I would really enjoy and love. And like when I have a kid that does that, I'm just gonna go up and hug him and just be like, "Man, like you're why you're why I do this. You're why I love this game." Like, you know, to give that yeah. effort. You know, you, there's a certain passion and defense. Like, it's not over till it's over. If you got if you got a blade of grass to defend, defend it. And so I love that. And then and then to come back and to talk about his length and his size. But they're they're you know but then they're on the one yard line they're on the goal line here and what does he do 
he pulls a Jadavian Clowney type play where he steps inside. The tackle can't get there quick enough. He, he's not the same caliber athlete. Yeah. And he gets there and blows it up in the backfield. And it's like, that's the shit that I love to see. So not only is he a good edge rusher, but he's got the the motor. He, he he'll play physical. Like he'll he'll do it all. And so so I I love that. But yeah, his closing speed, his radius. You know, I, it's just he's a special player for sure. So I just hope that he can come in. Um, you know, get his weight going, you know, work yeah. on his hands and really mature and pan out the, what, the way we hope he could be. And it's embarrassing, man, when an offense does the read option and you're supposed to choose wrong. But he's so good and so gifted that like, – <laughs> he, he, he looks like he's tackled both of them. He just – no, he did. Like, he literally just gets back there and sits, and the quarterback's like, Who the, what do I do here? Because he's just so big and so long. He's taking up everything. And – the quarterback ends up holding it to try to get rid, and he's, it's just—it's a dead play. It's just—it's yeah. just—it's just special to see some people like that. So I'll say this: like this, this group of film, this group of film, and these group of players. These I mean, I mean, it's—it's it's insane to, to that. All, I mean, all their films are great. Um, they're all really good players. Like I guess that's why we're number one in the SEC and number five nationally. But you know, to get him. Um, you know, I guess the number one player in Missouri, uh, the number five edge guy and the number 36 prospect in the entire nation to get him over South Carolina, to get him over, you know, the paying boys at, at Texas A&M. Um, you know, he's got Florida State, LSU, Miami, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, who's number one right now, Penn State, USC. Like, this is a great, great victory for Tennessee. Now, the last thing I'm going to say is I've loved watching all these guys. I'm excited about every single one of these guys. There's not one that I was a little bit nervous about, um, and especially for Sham after I heard you talk about the double team. Yeah. But if we can just keep these guys, man, we just got to come out. And, I know. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm confident. Like last year I was thinking about it. Last year at this time I was, I was uh, excited and optimistic. But I was like, I was just excited because it's new. It's like it was a Christmas present. And so I'm like, I get to open it up and see what it is. So that's why I was excited. And I was pretty optimistic that I was like, you know, for me, I only thought I said we'd go six and six and win the bowl game and go seven wins. So, and, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll call it and, and say it like I've made I made a lot of wrong guesses, but I was right on Butch and I called it the his first year last game of the year, but I told you first quarter in Pitt, I texted you, I said, bro, we got we got a coach. Now, I didn't know he's going to have the number five recruiting class in the nation at a certain point, but I knew at least with him, we were going to compete on game days. Mm-hmm. And so it's like to see him also have this part, I'm not nervous going into season saying we just can't lay a big egg and lose some of these guys. You got to continue yeah. recruiting them. But I don't. If we lose them, I don't think it's going to be because of how we play this year. So last year I was optimistic and kind of excited because it was a Christmas present. This year I've already opened the present, mm-hmm. and it's a, you know, it's a new Xbox. And so now I'm like I'm excited to play it, and I can't wait because I think I don't have to worry about on the field. I, I you know, like when's the last time I've ever said we're gonna? I feel very confident that we're gonna beat Florida, and I think it's gonna be a route by at least ten or seventeen. Yeah. yeah. No, that hadn't been long since that. I mean, I don't know if I've ever felt that way in my life, honestly. 
No, because I mean, even when we were good, early two thousands, late nineties, Florida was very good. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, like I literally think like, unless we go five and seven, these guys aren't going to be like jumping ship. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, like even if we do like lose to rivals and have maybe like an eight win regular season, like that doesn't mean that they're going to be like, oh, that like this isn't going to work. They would still stay on. So. Right. And like you said, I have a lot of confidence in this team to be possibly undefeated going into Alabama. Yeah. Which is exciting. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I don't know if it coaches here another one more year and gets another job somewhere else or he coaches here another 20 years, but I will never forget. And uh, Scott, uh, Scott Altizer says, hey, coach, this is Kyler Kerberson. Uh, offensive lineman for us, a really good player. I want you to meet him. He's here for practice. And Coach Hype goes, "What's up, Kyler?" And he sticks his hand out and he says, "Man, you're looking good." He goes, "He goes, you off, you offensive lineman, you start slimming down. You all look good." He goes, "I need to get on that." And he like pat his belly, and he looks. And, and before you could say anything, you know, you dapped him up. And he goes, "Man, we're gonna be all right." He goes, "I gotta get some dudes in here, but we're gonna be all right." And he said that, and it's like, well, he's getting his dudes, so mm-hmm. we're gonna be all right. Like that's right. I mean, that's look. That was exactly how the conversation went. It was, dang, you offensive lineman's slimming up, looking good. I need to start doing that. And then about that time, he dabs you up. And he goes, "We're gonna be all right." And you know, so it's, yeah, it's just, it's just cool to hear him say that, but that he's actually going through with it. Like he's getting the dudes. Exactly for people who possibly thought this guy wasn't a recruiter, it was top of his list of importance. So. Josh Heupel killing the recruiting trail. Love every single second of it. Um, great pod. Appreciate all of you guys watching and listening. If you are on YouTube, please hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment. Leave a question. Tell us if you think we're dumb, if you think we're funny. We enjoy every single one of them. Uh, love people talking uh, shit on Reed, his, him touching his hair. Uh, love the uh, comparisons. Uh, apparently, I look like Aaron Rodgers, while Reed looks like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, I've also seen Elaine Kiffin in there for Reed, which I don't know if I necessarily believe, but it's very fun. Uh, if you're listening, please rate and review. Um, leave us five stars. It helps so much. Download those episodes. That also helps. And y'all, please share with other people. Show them what we got going on. Other UT fans will want to hear this stuff too. So please share as much as you can. It really helps. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main accounts, uh, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all the same for me. Um, and just really appreciate you guys you're the best you're the reason why this thing keeps kicking off so uh as always go balls thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.